everybody. Today we're going to talk to you again in our podcast that we want to work and record. It is our I don't know how many try, but we are here for you because we are generous with our love, with our time, and with our commitment. Now Jordan is going to start us off with our introduction to our sponsor of the week. Sponsor of the week uh, is Fancy Fans for Men. Hey men, have you ever ever wondered uh, what it would be like to have Fancy Fans delivered to you straight to your door? Well, Fancy Fans for Men is an exciting new mail order delivery service where you get a brand new Fancy Fan in your mailbox on your doorstep every month. You can go online to fancyfansformen.com. You can choose the size of your fan. You can choose the color of your fan. You can stop your uh, fan deliveries at any time. Whatever you want to do, it's entirely customizable and it's entirely up to you. If you go on to fancyfansformen.com right now and use the promo code SAPCQUIRE, you can get 10% off. 5% off? 10 5% off. And I'm going to up that up to 10% to match your generosity. 10% off. Your first month of Fancy Fans for Men. That's SAPC Choir is your promo code, fancyfansformen.com. This is the only mail order Fancy Fans for Men uh, program in the greater Fredericton area. Fancyfansformen.com, promo code, SAPC Choir. And with that, uh, I'd like to welcome you to Choir. Did you already welcome us to Choir Loft Conversations? We're, everyone's always welcome. We can welcome again. Welcome everybody to Choir Loft Conversations with my buddy here, Jordan. And my friend, Jacqueline. Today, we're going to talk to you uh, a little bit about, about fancy fans. Uh, we're sitting in the choir loft, and someone has a very a beautiful fan. They here. generously left it here for Jordan to stare at and be envious with. I'm going gonna, I'm I'm gonna to try not to touch it too much, because I'm sure that people don't like having their stuff That's handled. very generous of you to respect their boundaries. Thank you, Jacqueline. Now, if you didn't notice by my overemphasis of the word generous, the, this week's topic is generosity. Because Jordan. this month's praise and pizza, we're going to be talking about generosity. Do you want to tell us about praise and pizza, Jacqueline? Praise and pizza is amazing. I know I always love getting praise and praising God together in a community with songs. It lifts your soul. It lifts your spirit. And I love pizza. Same. And just on that note, we have gluten-free, some MSG-free, vegetarian, vegan, and for all the people just like me out there, we have Hawaiian. I'm here for you. Hawaiian is a controversial pizza. It is. There are a lot of people that get really disgusted by Hawaiian pizza, but I like Hawaiian pizza. I love Hawaiian pizza. I like Hawaiian. And I even generously share it with the other people that come to Pizza and Praise. Yes, people, every, we share our Hawaiian pizza. But pra pizza and praise or praise and pizza, however you want to say it, is going to be uh, on Thursday, February the 18th. No, it's no, not. No, it's the 21st, it's Jordan. It's the 21st. Why See, Jordan has the 8th stuck in his head because it goes from 6 till 8, and he wants to make sure that we won't keep you out too late. But that keeps getting mixed up on the date. So it's the 21st of February, 6 to 8, Pizza and Praise. And I have a question. Yes. What does generosity mean to you? Generosity. And I want your canotation, not your denotation. Okay? Yes. My $5 words of the day. Five. Denotation is the definition found in the dictionary. Right. The canotation is what you can think about when it comes to your mind. Ah. So if I call my kids turkeys, the denotation is that they are tasty birds. 
that are not very smart. The connotation is that they're just being kind of silly and flapping around. I looked up the etymology of the word. Etymology, that's a fifth. Well, we're on $15 now worth of words. Yeah, I'm going to be rich by the end of tonight. And I looked it up, and it comes from the Latin, generis, with the G-E-N portion of it, referring usually to family or kin or the people that are around you. And we looked back into how the word has progressed and evolved over the years. Initially, generous or generosity was applied to those of noble birth in a certain family lineage, the kin, who had wealth to share. Okay. I'm guessing that's, because when, when I think of generous, I don't think of fancy chieftains. I think about kind of normal people. Well, actually, because I've been spending way too much on time on Google and TED Talks and articles on this, generosity has moved from being a family, almost heritage thing of the rich to being a unique yet rare characteristic found in individuals that differentiates us from each other. Oh, okay. So it's like, a, like, a, like almost a personality or an individual difference sort of thing. It is. Yeah. And I was reading this really fascinating article about the difference between givers and takers. Oh, okay. There was a class, I can't remember what school, it was economics. Mm -hmm. And initially, they talked about givers and takers. And from our regular societal view, people thought it would be better to be takers. So that's what they marked themselves as. Right. And then they were assessed during the class as to whether they were actually givers or takers. Mm -hmm. And there was a lot more givers than people had presumed. Huh, interesting. Yeah. And it was because our society values takers, what they've taken, what they've gotten ahead. We right. don't tend to value what you've given. Mm -hmm. So this course, they decided to make it so that the givers were rewarded. Okay. That their societal norm was the giving was good. The giving was respected. They so kind of flipped the script. They did. Yeah. And it had incredible benefits. Not only did they do well in the course and learn things, but the takers started being more generous because that was what was valued. And people got jobs. They made network connections. Somebody found their future spouse, huh. all through this giving. Jordan, can you tell me of one time where the spirit of giving has moved you? or? Hmm. When the spirit of giving has moved me. Well, I remember there was a guy in high school who he kept going up to me and be like, Hey, oh man, I forgot my headphones or I lost my headphones. And I had figured out a, a, a nice mid-level price headphone, Sony headphones. They're like $15. Anyway, I gave him a pair. And he's like, oh, thanks, man. And off he went. And the next month, he's like, oh, man, I forgot my headphones. I'm like, okay, well, you can have mine. And so I gave him another pair of the same headphones. And it's happened at least twice. may have happened three times. So I keep, kept, kept giving him my headphones. But you know what, it, I realized later on, because I use my headphones like walking to school and back, but he would use the headphones all the time. I'd see him walking around the school and he would always have his headphones. He used his iPod and music was really, really important to him, even though for some reason he kept losing his headphones. So I think that's, that's, a, that's a kind of generosity. I think one, of the, one of the kinds of generosity that, uh, that I really like, I think it's kind of neat, um, is, and they, they were doing this a, a few years ago, I haven't but um, you heard stories about how like uh, someone would go to Tim Hortons <gasps> and yes! they would like 
they would pay for the person behind them. And then the next person, instead of being like, oh, well, that was sweet, thank you, bye, they would pay for the person behind them. And they would pray for the person behind them. And it was this beautiful story of spontaneous generosity towards strangers. But the interesting thing is that the economy of Tim Hortons didn't change. I mean, people kept rolling up to the window and giving $5 and then food came out. But the fact that they were being generous, that they were all willing to be generous, uh, made it from this regular everyday thing to something beautiful and, and, and newsworthy because people were being generous. And I actually got caught up in one of those once. Did you? I did. And uh, I went through the line and someone had paid for me. And I, I could have just been like, oh, well, that's neat. Uh, but then I, I paid for the person behind me, and, uh, and it, felt, it felt really good. Oh, well, then I have a question for you, Jordan. Okay. Is it truly generous if you get something out of it? I don't know. Well, well let's think back to what you were saying about the uh, entomological foundations. Is that... Did I say that right? You did. The entomological foundations of the word. You think about the chieftains and their muttons and the chieftain giving the muttons to their family. I suppose if a chieftain is giving the muttons to their children, then their children will be fat and happy and won't die, which from an evolutionary psychology standpoint is sort of the deep down foundations of all altruism where you're just trying to, at the very, very root of it, to help yourself. Um, I remember when I was in my uh, second year social psychology class, we, uh, we had this discussion about altruism or helping. And it was brought up, and she, the, the professor said, you know, do, can any of you think of an altruistic act that doesn't have some kind of advantage to the person and people are like oh well no you no know, firefighters or like what and they say well i mean even then you know by risking your own life you're saving the lives of other people and so in a sense that there's some kind of a benefit to that when i'm having a bad day or i need to feel better what i like to do is to help someone else mm -hmm. because seeing that smile on their face it makes my day so much better mm. And sometimes to get that smile on their face, I have to do an hour of calculus. Ooh. Calculus is not my favorite thing. Numbers. It's a friend of mine's favorite thing. And like math is great. Don't get me wrong. But I still gave my time. I still helped them. I still gave what they needed. And that made them smile. And that made uh, me smile. Yeah. So I got something out of it. But they still got the calculus help. Mm. Now, something that always bugged me about generosity is people say that generosity is giving. Okay, right. But is it giving someone what you want to give them, or is it giving them what they need? Oh. So, like, if I really like making peanut butter sandwiches, and that sparks joy in me, and I just make, I come to church one Sunday, and I just start tossing peanut butter sandwiches to people, you, you die. I die. I, that's not very... That's not very generous, generous of me. If you wanted to give me like a turkey with like some mozzarella... What about those... I like to think about compromise. Mm. 
Mm. Is compromise a form of generosity? Huh. Is compromise a form of generosity? Well, I guess what, what's the opposite of generosity? That would be... It's giving the generosity to hear them, to respect what they're saying, to maybe step out of your comfort zone and say, hey, I can give you this time, this effort. I can be here for you. And maybe it's not ideal. Maybe uh. it's not what I would consider good. Mm but I'm still going to give this to you because I value you and I respect you. And I acknowledge the fact that you know what you need mm. better than I do. Yeah, it's, uh, in, in some of the research that we're doing, we're looking at the difference between um, like direct help and indirect help. And uh, you know, direct help being I'm gonna go in there and I'm gonna actually physically be there with you and, and do something myself to help. When indirect help, is like, I'm going to give you money. And it seems that we, we seem to say that one is always better than the other, that direct help is always better than indirect help. But that's, that's our assumption. Yeah. I remember back when I was in middle school, now this is a terrible example, but it's what came to mind first, is when they started building schools in Africa. Mm -hmm. And they were wondering why the girls didn't come. Yeah. So they assumed there wasn't enough room. Okay. So they built more and more schools. Well, the girls still weren't coming, so they finally said, why are the girls coming? It was their job to fetch the clean water. They couldn't come because they still had to travel to get the water. Right. We, by a lot of standards, by building a school, you're being generous. But by ignoring what people need and not coming f out of your comfort zone and saying, hey, I see you and I want to help you. How can I help you? We weren't truly generous until we realized what they needed and provide it. Until we learn to listen and respect them and what they needed. Yeah, because true generosity is not me saying, I know best. It's saying, what can I do to help you? So, Jordan. Yes. I have a question for you. Okay. Do you believe, well, honestly, do you believe that because Jesus saved us because he loved us and he was getting something out of it, that he wasn't generous? I think he was being generous even though he did it because he loved us. Because I don't think that in order for something to be generous, it necessarily always 100% has to have no benefit to you. If I plant flowers outside of my window for the bumblebees and the honeybees to not die and make honey, does, does it make it any less generous if I like flowers? Does my liking the flowers make it any worse for the bumblebees? No, not at all. I care about the bumblebees and I want them to be okay. And so I plant the flowers for them, but that just because I like them doesn't mean that's wrong. You know, I could do something nice for somebody. I could make somebody a sandwich. I could pay for the person behind me in Tim Hortons. But just because I feel good about it, that doesn't mean that it's anything less. And so I think that even though Jesus did it because he loved us, and even though, you know, there was in the end, uh, it was what he, was, he had to do, I don't think that... That compromises the generosity. I don't think it does. What do you think? 
after our entire conversation a few times today, I don't think we can negate what Jesus generously did for us. It was filled with love. He compromised by coming down to where we are, meeting us where we are, seeing where we're at, seeing what we needed, and he took the steps to provide that from himself. He gave what he knew we needed, and he met our needs to save us. Yes, he loved us, and yes, he's very happy he saved us, but that does not negate the kindness and the generosity of what he did. Of course, how can we leave without a choir loft conversation challenge? Right. Are you ready, Jordan? <laughs> okay, go ahead. I challenge you okay. and everybody listening yes. that this month, I want you to find someone you don't know, okay. that you don't interact with, right. and I want you to be generous and help them with something they need, something they need. not something okay. you think they need. Okay. I hope that you folks listening are also going to do that, and uh, who knows, maybe Jacqueline will ask you about it. Hey, if you guys show up to Pete's on Praise February 21st at 6 p.m. to 8 p.m., I would love, and I do mean love, to hear how you succeeded at our Choir Loft Conversation Challenge. Hit me up. I'll be at the front table probably clicking the slides and hopefully doing a good job. Yeah, and, uh, and I, we were both there the last time. Plagiarist. Look, <laughs> you can't steal a Bible verse, Jacqueline. Especially not a Bible verse from my favorite book of the Bible. Can't, can't steal a Bible verse from my favorite book of the Bible. And I will graciously cut this conversation short so you don't hear what I've been hearing for too long. There was a bunch of stuff about Jesus I cooked up at the Burger King before it. I was sitting there at the Burger King and I was writing it down. And you're and generously giving Burger King a plug instead of our sponsor. Sorry, I'll, I'll make sure I give Fancy Pants or Men another plug before we go. Anyway, February the 21st, that's a Thursday night from 6 o'clock in the evening until, until 8, 8 o'clock in the evening. Pizza and praise here at the church. It will be an amazing time. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Uh, and I hope you have a great rest of your month. Month. We're very happy for all of you who take the time and are so generous to tune in to listen. We do spend time looking some of this stuff up. We're not completely ad-libbing because we want to give you a perspective that's different. Jordan is much more psychological in his analysis of things, and I am here to provide a foil. And if you guys ever want to send our Facebook group, our page, St. Andrews Fredericton, a message or a comment on a point of view you'd like to hear, we'd love to hear about it. Yeah, if you have any ideas for things you'd like us to talk about on the podcast, we'd love to hear from you. We have our Facebook page. We have our website. We have the Twitters. Yep. We have an Instagram. That was what I was going to put to our young adult family minister guy. Oh, yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> so do we have an Instagram? I don't know. I think we might have at one point. I'll have to look into that. Well, as we look into finding more ways to connect with you, to share the generosity of Jesus and our own opinions, we wish you a fantastic month. Peace out. Bye. Guys, sorry, that was, that was okay. <laughs> Thank you for listening. I hope you have, have a great day. <laughs>